You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Intern.cast show, the show where we the hosts, much like the features we review, have not yet graduated up to theatrical release. That's right, all the other critics out there are like Hurricane Katrina. We're kind of more like the day after tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> topical. It is topical because we are coming to you live from the Hurricane Harvey. Hurricane Harvey in Austin, Texas, right off the I-35 interchange. <laughs> I threw in something in there for you old spill fans. What can you say? We interns are nothing but spill babies in the making. Davey, I am TJ. I'm Leslie. And Davey's here. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? So that's Davey here. Yeah, yeah. Me. That's Davey. How was Davey's yours? been awake for 30 minutes. Oh, 30 minutes, huh? How is your second year of college? Are you in the sophomore slump? Uh, I think I was in the sophomore... I've been in the sophomore slump since, like, my freshman year of high school. Um, it's going okay. I'm alive. I'm dealing <laughs> with it. I've been watching a lot of movies. Like a, a lot of movies? You're in college. You're supposed to be out partying, meeting Rush Week or whatever. Uh, I don't do fraternities, have a lot of opinions about that. Um, well, I mean, I mean that's the thing. The problem is you have opinions, and you actually have the ability to make friends without paying them to be your friends. So why would you be in a fraternity? Exactly. So it's just, yeah. it's just not working out. But yeah, uh, since we last recorded, I've seen sixteen movies. Oh my god! All right, rundown. Go three, two, one, boom. How to Be a Naked Lover, McGruber, Dave Made a Maze, Matchpoint, Flatliners, The Hitman's Bodyguard, My Cousin Rachel, The Wall, Lowriders, Maudie, All Eyes on Me, Captain Underpants, The First Epic Movie, Good Time, Logan, Lucky, Death Note, and Bandmade. Jesus. Okay, Stop. Ramona Flowers, are you going to have sleepy time? <laughs> <laughs> if, oh. if you didn't get that reference, oh, I'm I got so it. fucking pissed. I got it. I just didn't know how to respond to it. I was, like, trying to think of all the other ones and be like, ginseng, ginseng with honey, ginseng with, like, without honey, like, blah, blah, blah. You're supposed like, to respond the same way that Ramona did, and that's by taking off your clothes and putting out. She didn't put out. Well, she almost did. Put out a little bit, and she was like, actually, no, it's 2010. I don't have to do this right now. <laughs> and then the movie went on from there. Oh, okay. Well, she always has a special place in my heart, whether she puts out or not. So what about, what What are those movies did you like or didn't like? Um, I, okay, I want to talk about this movie called Dave Made a Maze. It's a very independent film. Made for basically no money, no actors I've ever heard of or seen before. And it's about this guy named Dave who made a cardboard maze in his living room that is much, (laughs) much bigger on the inside and has death traps in it. Oh? So it's an adventure movie. These people are kind of walking around this cardboard maze and people are like actually dying, but it's all, everything is done through cardboard. (laughs) And it's a... Very weird experience, and I think it really worked. I am going to check that out immediately. That has jumped to the top of the list. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it just kind of goes and does a bunch of weird shit, like, all the time. And it's really entertaining. I don't know. I also saw The Wall, which uh, Doug Lyman directed from this year. It's got Aaron Taylor Johnson and uh, John Cena. John Cena. <laughs> and it's, I don't watch wrestling. I've never watched a minute of wrestling in my life. But Yeah, no, I don't. He's a wrestler? I, I know that meme. <laughs> yeah. He wrestles. He was in Trainwreck. That's John Cena. 
Um, but no, this. When I hear he was also an Amy Schumer. <laughs> hey. <But he> hasn't <laughs> been. <laughs> Everybody's been in Amy Schumer. <laughs> I mean, if the show is called Inside Amy Schumer, then I mean, kind of. <laughs> I feel bad because. You know, there was a time in my life when I actually kind of had high hopes for her. <laughs> but she's turned into, like, the very definition of a word I don't like to use often, but cum dumpster. <laughs> wow. She seems like she's just a cum dumpster. I was expecting she... something nuanced. What does that mean? I mean... So you're using these $5 words, <laughs> and I come up with 50-cent uh, words like uh, cum dumpster. So you saying nuance is like you're trying to insult me with your... I'm not insulting intellect. you. I'm saying I feel like there's other ways to insult Amy Schumer than calling her a cum dumpster. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, don't be a cum dumpster. <laughs> I'm not trying to insult I just call it like I see it. <laughs> I think that's I'm, an insult. Like, I don't I've think anyone's... dumpsters a- filled with cum, and then I've seen Amy Schumer, and I couldn't tell the difference. Yeah, that's definitely an insult. I've never... There's never been, like, a romantic comedy where, like, the guy comes home from work and the woman's like, how was your day, sweetie? And he goes, ah, just the normal cum dumpster. (laughs) Yeah. In my mind, mind, I'm thinking of um, Jerry Maguire, instead of saying, you complete me, (laughs) she's like, you had me at cum dumpster. (laughs) Oh, man. Wow. And... Wow. <laughs> so The Wall is a movie about soldiers, and there's a wall between two American soldiers and this um, Iraqi terrorist, and it's basically like a cat and mouse game, yeah. set in like 2007. Yeah, you got it. Um <laughs> But yeah, I don't really like a lot of war movies. I thought American Sniper was super terrible. Um, And for the most part, they're all really, like, jingoistic and kind of shady. But this one's really tense. It's pretty well acted. I don't know. I I liked it and did what the best war movies do, which kind of make a point of, like, maybe we shouldn't, you know, be at war all the time. And maybe it's not the best outcome for everybody. (laughs) Um, but yeah, what about you You guys? Have you all seen anything interesting, worth hating? Um, hating? I don't know about hating. I just recently read this book called Monument 14, okay. and, uh, I was really embarrassed because I was talking to the, the chick at the, um, Barnes & Noble. Yeah. And, like, she was kind of cute, right? And she was giving me the eyeball, so I, I like, it would have been so awesome if I said, like, the coolest book and, like, the coolest, like, if I said, oh, uh-huh, excuse me. Mademoiselle, dear, dear, beautiful lady, could you point me to the uh, uh, intellectual arts section, please? But no, I'm like, do you have Monument 14? And she takes me to the teen fiction section. (laughs) You're a grown-ass man. (laughs) I read what I want. But uh, yeah, I only wanted to read it because I kind of like the... One, it seemed teen angsty, so I'm all about it. Yeah. And two, I really like post-apocalyptic stories that are bottle, bottle stories. Okay. Like, you know, I don't know, like, something like, um, I don't know, uh, what's the one with Katniss Everdeen? What's that called? Oh, uh... Hunger Games. Hunger Games? Hunger Games is a little too big for my taste in terms of, like, teen dystopian future. Just because, it you know, there's so much going on. I, I prefer just, like, a character's piece, you know? Yeah, so you're looking for, like, a 12 uh, Angry Mutants kind of thing. Sure, totally. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 12... <laughs> 
<laughs> 12 anxious teens, yeah. Um, so, anyway, Monument 14 is supposed to be about these teenagers that get stuck in a grocery store during the apocalypse. So, it sounds very Mist-esque. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I watched The Mist for the same exact reason, because I like that premise of people being stuck in a place and trying to survive. Yeah. Anyway, it was good. It was a quick read. Um, I didn't love it. You know, it wasn't... It was pretty... The, I, the writing is pretty bad. Yeah. yeah, like I, I was pointing out to Leslie some of the writing in it, and it was just it didn't make a lot of the sentence didn't make any structural sense. Like I think one of the sentences I pointed out to you was like the sky was blue, so the water like... beneath it was also blue. There's something like that. It, it's like it's like yeah, it's like oh, <laughs> give that him guy. a fucking Pulitzer. <laughs> the sky was blue. The water was also blue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Poetry. Poetry. It was something emotion. like that. It wasn't that exactly, but it was pretty just like, da, 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 da. You know, just like basic stence and structure, yeah. and half the time it wasn't even that. But I don't know, it was okay. As far as like bottle dystopian angsty books go, it's not the best one. I mean, like, The Mist itself is better. Yeah, because you know, The Mist is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's about it. I've been rewatching Breaking Bad. Good. I've introduced it to Leslie to make her... What, what do you think of it so far? I mean, I like it a lot. I mean, you'll see me, like, freak out about certain episodes and get pissed on others, but... And you didn't introduce it to me. I was on Breaking Bad, and we've had this conversation before. I just never got myself to watch it because I don't like watching things that are in the hype now until, like, it's happened, like, ten years later. So... <laughs> So don't try taking credit. Oh, I introduced her to it. <laughs> well, okay, fine. But I just don't know how you feel about it because, like, some episodes you're like, that episode was stupid. Let's watch another. <laughs> like, immediately. And I, other times you're I like... I have to finish it. Just like Fuller House. I had to finish it. I had to. That's there right. is a very big quality discrepancy between <laughs> Fuller House and Breaking Bad. <laughs> but I had to point that out, though. Like, even though it was shitty, I had to finish it. Breaking Bad is is totally worth it. There are things that new Mexicans aren't, I don't know, like, for me watching it and they say something that's supposedly supposed to be new Mexican, but it's really not, that kind of bothers me, but that's, like, my own little pet peeve, but whatever. Yeah, watching it with, it, <laughs> with her is kind of funny, because, like, do you remember in Breaking Bad, like, towards the later of the fourth season when, uh, um... They take Jesse away and kind of, like, make him do errands instead of working in the lab. Yeah. Uh, well, there's one scene where, like, they're picking up drug, um, picking up drug dead drops. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they stop by this one location where we almost, uh, where we've been to. And, uh, it's, like, at a train, a famous train station in Albuquerque. And then they, and then the very next scene is them driving, like, six hours to go to the next location. And it's literally on the opposite <laughs> side of that train station. It's the same location. <laughs> So, I don't know. I, yeah. It's kind of funny rewatching it with you. I actually like it a lot better the second time through because it's kind of anxiety prone, a lot of it. Yeah. Like, especially with the whole, like, I don't know, Jesse's junkie girlfriend and, like, yeah. his family hating him. It's, a lot of it's, like, not fun to watch. But have, uh, the second you, time. Have you uh, read anything about Brian Cranston's autobiography? Because he opens with a discussion of the scene with Jesse's girlfriend. No. Why? Well, what does he say? It's, like, it's this beautiful... Because I started listening to the audiobook a little while back, and it's this beautiful description of him 
acting through that scene and being like, as Jane was dying, I saw, like, my daughter and all this stuff. And he's just, like, this chilling description. And he's like, and then the scene was done and I immediately went to my trailer and cried for, like, two hours. Well, he can cry all he wants. He has millions of dollars, so boo-hoo, bitch. Yo. He's an incredible (laughs) actor. Allow him to feel things. I'm just saying the work that goes into stuff like that, like, needs to be commended. It's intense and beautiful. You know what's a good actor's movie that kind of fits the story you just told? Have you ever seen that movie? Um, What's that movie I like a lot? Uh, City Island? Oh, yeah. No. It's very, it's a very nice movie. It's kind of like one of those, like, wannabe uh, Little Miss Sunshine, which, of course, is Ooh. wannabe, like... Yes. It, 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 it's, yeah, it's like, it's a, a dysfunctional family kind of movie, but it's so heartwarming. Yeah. Like, it's really, really nice. And basically, the rundown is, is about this family... Who all has secrets of their own and is all just, like, addicted to lying to each other. Even secrets that aren't even, like... Big secrets. Big secrets. Like, oh, what'd you do today? She went to the store, but really she says, like, oh, I went, uh... Oh, I was at my friend's house. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're just so caught up in lying to each other. Uh, and then the the main guy, the dad, uh, he finds out that he has a, a long-lost son. And he's a prison guard. And he feels bad about it, so he brings the prison guard home to live in his... Ha- uh, he le- He brings the prisoner home who's his son, to live with his family uh, so he can kind of try and make up for running out on him. But, of course, no one knows that it's his son. Right. Uh, but, yeah, it's pretty good. But it's a good actor's movie because there's a whole scene where the, the dad, the prison guard, wants to be an actor. Uh, and he it kind of goes through, like, I don't know. It, I don't know. I just think it, it, it tells a lot about how you would learn how to act by channeling your emotions through someone else's um, experiences. But... Yeah, it's a good movie. You should check it out. It's, it's, I've had, uh, the first time I watched it, I had a very good happy cry. Yeah. Ooh, I like happy yeah. cry. Yeah, I know. I happy like cries happy are awesome. Uh, I also listened to you and Aiden's suggestion of... Serial. Not serial. Oh. S-Town. Uh, S-Town. S-Town. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's, I think you guys are crazy thinking it's better than serial, <laughs> but it's fine. It's great. I mean, what's great about it? <laughs> It's it is, not particularly interesting, it's is the an problem. And, like, exploring. everything there is to know about it happens in episode two. Goddamn right. Exactly. <laughs> but it's about diving, not into the plot, but into the character and the emotion and the experience and talk about what it's like to feel so incredibly marginalized and lost in your own head that you slowly go insane and you end up taking your own life while trying to do something good. And it's this beautiful, yeah. complicated portrayal of what it means to be human and what it means to die. I guess. It's just, it, it, I, I understand that it's a very nice character's piece, but as an, as an interesting, I have to finish this right now podcast, it's not that, that particularly. The last 15 minutes of it has dragged on for the past three yeah, years I've since listened, the hurricane started. I've listened to all the episodes up except for this last one, which took me like three days to finish, just because I'm not in any rush to finish it, even though it's the very last episode. You think I would just be like, alright, let me get this done real quick. But God, I'm I, right. Yeah, and Leslie keeps quoting the god, the damn, like, slow you uncle. You told me to! No! no Don't I, put no, this all nope, on me! I'm you not. told me to! You know to. how the, the, the neighbor has the... Now the, I feel like a dick. The special uh, uncle... Yeah. That's like, you know, she keeps quoting him every chance she gets. She keeps making fun of the fact that he's <laughs> I'm not special. I'm making fun of him. 
You you brought his nope, attention up when I was listening to five minutes of the show, and now I can't unlisten to that. <laughs> so, so every time you say something stupid, I'm going to say something yeah. bad. <laughs> All I'm saying is that it feels a little insensitive, and you should probably feel bad about yourself. You should. I don't. I agree, Davey. I agree. Me and you see it eye to eye for the first time ever. If this was a visual podcast, it'd just be me shrugging right now. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of eye to eye, uh, what are you... We are reviewing two things today. Probably more one than the other, just because I don't have... Spoiler alert, don't have a lot to say about the first thing. Uh, What do we all think of Amazon's original The Tick? The Tick. Or The Tick. God. Baby, <laughs> it's not bad. I like Is it. Is it good? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. I... Uh, good. Good. Good to hear, Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> she shoots glass eyes. It's tr- true. It has some very okay. <laughs> so the tick is a. I guess it's an adaptation of an old comic that I've never heard of, but I just found this yeah. out very just now from the Wikipedia. But I've never heard of it. But uh, the tick is this. Surreal world where superheroes already exist, and now this one guy who's kind of like a superhero fanatic, uh, wannabe superhero, but he's not, uh, becomes best friends begrudgingly with a new and upcoming superhero called The Tick. And, uh, yeah. They kind of pair up and try finding this guy. (laughs) Yeah. So the premise is basically. What but, I just said. Are you yeah. going to retell the premise? No. <laughs> Go ahead. You didn't do it. Right retell, well. retell the no. premise then. Shut up. I hate you. <laughs> he told the world and not the specific story that the show is trying to tell. What was the show trying to tell? <laughs> <laughs> I thought Leslie was going to say Leslie? Uh, pass? Uh, anyway. Hate so, you guys. long story short, the main guy, Arthur, he loses his dad to a supervillain called The Terror. The Terror. The terror. Um, and he now only thinks that he could track him down the terror and get revenge, uh, with the help of the tick. And there's some other people involved, mostly all superheroes and or supervillains. And it's funny. Yeah. There are some moments in there that are like, generally like laugh out loud funny. Like, like Leslie (laughs) said. Because it's stupid. (laughs) This is not a smart show. No. Like it tries to be a little like satirical and kind of have a point, but it's. It's so dumb. <laughs> I feel that too. Kind of like okay. I hate to bring up my favorite show, but Robobot. <laughs> uh, no, my. Uh, what was Are you keeping track there, Davy? Supermansion. <laughs> yeah, make another make another notch on the bedpost. Supermansion is basically the same thing. Like it's trying yeah. to make fun of superheroes and the superhero culture. Yeah, but Supermansion kind of does it a little better. Yeah, this, it wants to be that way, but it's just not as memorable, and it just doesn't hit as hard. Yeah, I feel like they're stuck trying to take the piss out of superheroes and then also try and make, like, a superhero show. Because Supermansion is solely just making fun of superheroes. Like, there's no actual, like, tension really going on. Right, right. Um, And here, like, it's structured like an actual show. Like, there are cliffhangers and stuff like that. Like, it's structured like a superhero show would be. But it just... And it goes by really fast. It That... Like, to its credit, it's a short thing, and when you're watching an episode, you're like, oh my god, that was 25 minutes. But it doesn't really know what it's about, what it's trying to accomplish, and it just 
it kind of falls flat. Even though it, I did enjoy it. I wouldn't it. say it falls flat because I feel like that's, that phrase has a negative connotation to it. Yeah. But I just feel like it kind of lands softly. Just like it's... it's uh, Unfortunately, I just think it's a little forgettable. It it's is. a lot forgettable. Like, but it's not a lot because there's a lot of funny things in it. I mean, yeah, there, but, there are a lot of good jokes, but aside from yeah. Peter Serafanowicz's performance as the Tick... There's really nothing memorable about this show. What, what else is he in? Because he has a face that uh, just seems so... He's uh, Pete from Shaun of the Dead, the third roommate. Um, he was oh, shit. the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy, that, like a, the ship pilot, he died. Um, hmm. And he's been in a couple other things. He's a good actor. I really like him. Oh, he seems like he'd be related to that guy... Fuck. He's in a lot of stuff, but he has such a weird name. He, he plays <laughs> uh, Gargamel so... in the Smurfs movies. Hank Azaria? Hank Azaria. He looks like he'd be Hank Azaria's brother. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, yeah. They have very stern chins, you know. They do. I like that your reference for Hank Azaria was Gargamel in the Smurfs movies. <laughs> well, you know what? Davy the Baby, I had to reference a movie that I knew you'd seen. Oh! oh. Uh... <laughs> And if this was a visual podcast, this would be the part where I'm flipping TJ off. <laughs> <laughs> if this was a visual podcast, I would start hearing the salt being uh, what? shaken. Wait, what? if it's visual, why would you hear it? <laughs> shut, shut the fuck up. Oh, why are we shaking salt? Because <laughs> you're salty, bitch. <laughs> that, that was bad. No, I play a lot of online games and everyone uses the term salty. Isn't that what, isn't that what you kids say? <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> I stopped what listening guys, to them. What did you guys think of Arthur Everest, who is, or no, Griffin Newman, who plays Arthur Everest? Um, his performance in there. It's okay. I mean, like he's not particularly the funny one. Uh, he's supposed to be the straight man to art to the tick. Yeah, but he's um, you know, I feel like they probably could have cast someone better. I felt like his sister, or uh, his sister Dot, who is played by Valerie Curry, I, she... She was cute. She was cute. She was adorable. And I felt like her part was more memorable than the dude that played Arthur. Yeah, yeah. she had, like, an actual character. I mean, for a lot of it, it felt like Arthur was just there so that we could have a quote-unquote relatable guy to follow yeah, in yeah. this crazy world with. And the only thing I remember him is going, oh my god, oh my god, something's yeah, going wrong, and yeah, that's exactly. all I remember. It's just yeah. kind of annoying. He doesn't have really anything interesting to do. He's a passive character, you know? Sure, sure. One thing I, I really didn't like about it, and this is probably the only thing I didn't like about it, just because there's not much to dislike about it to begin with, hmm. but uh, the, the production value is, is actually not very good. Like, specifically <laughs> the sound quality. Uh, like, you could tell with the Tick and some of the other superheroes slash villains, they purposely ADR'd them to make them sound more grandiose. Yeah. But that's fine. I can deal with that. But the sound quality with everything else is pretty bad. Like, this is one of those shows and movies that, like, the music is louder than the voices, and the action is louder than both of them. So when they're talking during a fight scene, you can't you hear, can't hear a anything. fucking thing they're saying. Yeah, the just the overall production quality of the thing is really shoddy. Like every now and again, it'll do something. I'm like, oh, that's kind of nice, like a cool set or a cool costume. But it just it looks and feels so cheap. I felt like they spent all their money on the first scene of where the spaceship fell down. On and even then, that looked bad. That bad too. Yeah, that looked real bad. It was better than all the other scenes, though. Yeah, 
Yeah, uh, I, I feel like this show wants, like, here's the thing. I feel like if you liked, um, uh, fuck, what's that show, that musical, uh, Dr. Horrible's. If you, I feel like this show could coexist in Dr. Horrible's world. Because it feel, kind of feels like that it's all kind of surreal and nothing is serious at all, even though, like, people are dying. Yeah. Uh, and it's all kind of brightly colored and silly. And um, then sporadically very violent. Yeah, 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 for Which sure. I really enjoyed, but came out of nowhere <laughs> and did not make sense with the tone of the show. And the violent person you're talking about is... Uh, the... Overkill. Yeah, Overkill. Overkill. Played by Scott Sp- Spicer? I don't know. Spicer? Scott Spicer, it's yeah. see the I comes after the E, and that's how you know. Oh, you can yeah, tell. If it was if it was I E, it'd be Spicer. Why are you giving me a lesson right now? But it's actually lesson because. <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, that it's and it's funny because a lot of the characters, except for Arthur, are very funny. So you see, you got the tick. Uh, you got his his begrudging. Um, that kid or sidekick uh, Arthur, yeah. who. Who they kind of becomes Moth Boy, but they never actually say the word Moth Boy. Yeah. Um, you got the Terror, and you got Miss Lint, who's very funny, and her huh, Angry Lightning Lady. Yeah, yeah, Miss Lint, and her superpower is that she has the ability to um, control electricity and yeah. that kind of thing. She's and, just very staticky. Yeah, That's but because of that, she has the offset of being staticky, and therefore generates lint near her at all times. I mean, it, it connects with her character, because her character is also very static and uninteresting. Oh, I thought she was funny. I mean, she's kind of funny. Everyone I... is playing their one note, and they're playing very well. well okay. mm-hmm. But it's just like a song entirely of some guy hitting a piano key beautifully, and just hitting that key over and over again. I'm like, I get it. It's a nice like, key. I... I like her story. I just wish they, I don't know, had someone else to play her. Like, Yara Martinez did an okay job. I just felt like with the story of her being, like, the only woman villain and yep. then all the guys kind of, like, poking fun at her and stuff like that. Like, I felt like she could have been, like, a little bit more badass. badass a or, little bit more or of trying a... to be more powerful no, I, in a I sense, totally I guess. I don't know how to explain that. But, you have yeah. a, a badass villain chick who could be a badass villain character, and she's just... She just, like, seeps down. Like, you can't really notice it. Like, if, if I was her and I was being called, oh, Linty, what was her nickname or something like that? I don't know what it was. But they were making fun of her, but instead of her saying something, or even if she did say something, she didn't come off as scary. And sure. I think, like, maybe if they got, like, a better actress to portray that a little bit more, it'd be a little bit more enjoyable story on her end. Sure. Um, I want to say one thing about the who this is for. I'm not quite sure who would like this in terms of um, age-wise. Because I feel like most of the humor, while funny, generally could be more catered towards a younger audience. Yeah, it feels they gotta, younger. They throw in the word fuck a lot. Unnecessarily. Yeah, but it's not a lot. It's just like every now and again there'll be like two fucks just kind of randomly and you're like, okay, that's cool. And then someone will get brutally murdered and you're like, okay, that's weird. Like it just, it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit together. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's okay. It's I'm not very okay. Saddened. I'm not saddened that I watched it. 
Yeah, it's really uh, short, and too. And I'm, I'm so thankful that it's only six episodes. Six episodes that aren't even 30 yeah, minutes. Yeah, IMDb long. says it's 10, but it's only six. Well, it's they did 12, they like made 12 episodes, and they just released this first six as like the oh. first half season or something. But Oh, okay. Yeah, six episodes, not even 30 minutes a pop. After dealing with The Last Tycoon, which was an exercise in patience, uh, this show is, it's short, and that's the best thing about it, really. Yeah. You want to keep going into your final thoughts? Yeah. Um, I thought that this show, yeah, it, it looks cheap. Um, the reviews for it have been really incredible, which I don't really understand. Uh, Sarah Fanowitz does a wonderful job in the lead role, and he's clearly having more fun than anybody else. Um. But I don't really care about any of the drama. I don't care about any of the action. It's not very well filmed. It's all filmed from very far away. So that it costs less, obviously. But it just, it's not exciting to watch. Um, I don't think any of the acting is particularly interesting. Again, aside from the lead. Um, The whole thing just feels kind of tonally confused. Like it doesn't know what it wants to be. Uh, It's a... It's a kiddie show for grown-ups, and it's a comedy show for people who take things seriously. It doesn't have a place. That said, it's not the worst thing in the world. It's very passable. If you just watch it in a three-hour bunch, you're not going to be too disappointed with yourself. Um, (laughs) I would say I would give The Tick season one uh, six out of... 10 times that they vaguely implied that the tick wasn't real, which really started to piss me off. (laughs) Yeah, I was really hoping they weren't going to go that direction because it would just be so obvious. Yeah. And done before. So I'm glad that they didn't. But hey, they played played with it so much. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Leslie? Um,. I like some geeky things about it, or not, I guess not really geeky things, but I liked the fact that, like, his antennae feelers, whatever they're called, I liked how they move, so I like the costumes a lot. Well, I like the Tick's costume I like the lot. other people's costumes, like, especially the, the killer guy and the bad guy. and. Oh, yeah, Overkill's outfit was pretty cool, too. Terrors just made me laugh, just because it was kind of <laughs> funny. He got a giant T on Yeah. <laughs> and then his spaceship was a T, so... I mean, a little bit of creativity and not there, but... Creativity. T-O. <laughs> um, some jokes I just liked, like the jokes towards Miss Lund. <laughs> but um, aside from that, like, I didn't really catch myself watching it fully. I mean, I watched it all the way through, but I can't really tell you what happened after episode three. Um, and then I watched the end, and I think I fell asleep through it. So, um... I don't know, it's just not memorable for me, and I wish they did more with it. Like you said, with how, like, the, you know, it could have lived in Dr. Horrible's world. Right, but yeah. this is so much worse than that. Right, yeah. it's so much worse than that, and I feel like if they played it off better, it could have been something up to Dr. Horrible or surpass that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. I just, I don't know, they spent their budget in their first episode. <laughs> So, and even then, the first episode looked the worst. Yeah. <laughs> wait, did you get a rating? Oh, no, the second episode. Uh, because, wait, what? Did you get a rating? No, almost. Oh. 
Calm down. Well, you said that's how I feel about that, and I then said, you looked at me like it was my turn. Well, because Davey started talking. No, sorry. We're not very good. At, I'm not very good at this. God damn it. <laughs> um, so I give it a three out of five times that the terror's eyes looked like they were going to fall out. I don't know. <laughs> um, sure. I just want to point out to the viewing audience that she gave it a 3 out of 5 and gave Oakja a 2 out of 10. <laughs> hey, I like this better than Oakja. I did. Davey's so pissed. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just here. I'm just trying to have a good time. And y'all are still shitting on one of the best films of the year. Oh, God. Uh, no, Oakja. nice thank you um the tick is silly and it's at moments very fun um and its heart is in the right place kind of but it doesn't really have the je ne sais quoi or even the talent behind it to make it anything more than just funny it's nothing smart it's nothing intriguing or gripping uh you know the only bad thing i can say about it is that the production value is kind of shit but you know what some people are gonna love that because they it it maybe maybe it fits what it's 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 show maybe this kind of production quality fits it yeah i don't think it does yeah yeah it is campy i don't think it fits it could be campy in other ways and still be something visually you know done properly uh, and the, like I said, the audio is bad. I feel like I missed a lot of the jokes because there'd be, there were several scenes where there'd be a fight scene and the fight meet scene would end because someone said something that felt like, because the music and the action and everything stopped as soon as that person said something. So it feels like it was pausing for you to laugh, but I couldn't hear the joke because the sound is awful. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, all in all, just because I, uh, you know, I'm going to give this a 5 out of 10 uh, times I thought it was Hank Azaria. <laughs> uh, just because it's, I'm going to forget that I saw it, and, but I'm not mad about it at all. Uh, if you like this, I if, if someone out there likes this, I couldn't argue with you, sir. Um, it's It has moments where it's cute and charming. Why is it going to be, sir? Because <laughs> women aren't allowed to watch TV, okay? Blessed be the fruit. Uh... <laughs> Uh, and it's just it's just okay. You know what? I'm not gonna if you hate it, I'm not gonna defend it. If you do like it, I'm not gonna tell you it's bad because it's just okay. So I give the tick on Amazon five out of ten. Death note, how to use it. The human who uses this note can neither go to heaven nor hell. You interrupt our talk about the tick to tell us a, a rule? Yes. I like it. There's a bunch of rules. I like it. The Death Note has a bunch of rules, and the Death Note is awesome. This, however, is not. That's right. We are talking about the Netflix original Death Note, and Davey I think, has I already... I think another rule for the Death Note is that you're not supposed to like the American adaptation. <laughs> That's not what this is at all. Davey has already made it very apparent that he uh, is a loser. Is Apologist. Apologist. Uh, wrong, yeah. some may say. Yeah. Um, objectively incorrect in that... I thought this movie was fun. <laughs> I had a good time watching it. Uh, I think we're going to have a good review because you liked it. Leslie is a uh. seething, enraged 
Cunt red, angry <laughs> motherfucker. <Cunt> red. <laughs> wow. That's Davy's word, not mine. Yep, yep. Uh, that is not my word. That is a reference to a Jill Soloway show. Blame Jill Soloway for that. <laughs> well, we can't blame Jill Soloway here. That's right. Death Note, the American Netflix remake, 2017. I say the American because there is, of course, the original manga, followed by the original show. Followed by um, some series of movies uh, in Japanese, Japanese that I never saw. I never saw either. Um, I've talked to Chris Cox about them, and he says they're fine. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that they are fine. This, however... This was shit. It's also fine. It's not so fine. This was shit. It's all right. Uh, so for those of you that don't, don't know, uh, Leslie, how would you take this one? No? No? Okay. Well... <laughs> she's eating her pretzels again, so she's, like, choking because <laughs> I gave her an in when she didn't have an in. Uh, Death Note, for those that do not know, is a mythological book, and if I'm picturing this, Leslie can interrupt whenever she wants because yes. I am not the uh, connoisseur of Death Note. I've seen most of the original manga show. I have not read the books, and I have not seen the other movies, but I can tell you that what I have seen, I absolutely love. Um, Death Note is a book given to uh, a unwilling participant called Light, um, and it's dropped, given to him, bequeathed upon him by a death god known as a Shinigami. Shinigami. Shinigami, uh, by the name of Ryuk. 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 Ruk. Ryuk. Ryuk. Yeah. Uh, and in this book, there are a set of rules, sort of like rules of the law of the universe, and that he must abide by them, and in return to abiding by them... Uh, he is given the power of death by writing a person's name as well as their their face. He must physically know them because he can't actually just write down so-and-so's name and hope for the best. No, he has to have seen their face, know what they look like, and their full and actual name. Mm-hmm. And in return, they will die by his choosing, or if he chooses nothing, uh, they will generally in the show or in the book, he they just in, die of heart attack if yeah, it's they, not specified. Right. They yeah. have a heart attack here. That's not really specified in the Netflix. If version. it's not specified in this version of it, it is AKA dealer's choice. Yeah. And the dealer, uh, Rook, is played by the wonderful and always fucking creepy William. William. Defoe. William Defoe. <laughs> William and and Defoe. even though even though I know that you guys did not like this movie, we could all agree that William Defoe was amazing, right? I sort of disagree. Yeah. I disagree in as much uh, as he is wonderful, he's a great actor, but you know what? Yes. He himself might have just been a cameo. Uh, from from a character, sorry, from a character that is from the original thing, he is basically the second most important character, mm-hmm. uh, and he could have done all his scenes within the day. He should be in this way way more. He is the driving force. That character is the driving force behind this story, and William Defoe was not utilized enough because he's he probably has less than 10 minutes of screen time. Yeah. I don't think that's true. I mean, he's maybe he the actor has it, but like the thing is always in the background just kind of sitting there and waiting and the creature effects on it are really good and I kind of again yeah. I disagree. <laughs> like here's the problem. It's actually not that crazy of a character design. They copied it, you know, directly from what it should look like. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And it's not that hard to make. So I don't know why they went CGI. Yeah, like, in some places, too, like, you would see him standing and looking directly at the camera, but his face is off to the right. So, I I don't know. 
I felt like they kind of messed up on the CGI. They did mess up on the CGI. I felt like if they just really dressed up William Defoe, he would have been scary enough to play this part. For sure, he already has the face for it. Yeah, and I felt like (laughs) (laughs) that wasn't a mean thing. William Defoe is not the best looking dude. That's all. I felt like if he wasn't all dressed up, like kudos to them for trying to do that CGI for him, but it just would have been a little bit more powerful if they didn't. I disagree again with Leslie just now because I feel like they didn't even try. The problem is like you you go CGI because it's cheap and because it potentially can look good. The thing is, they weren't even like if they weren't even proud of their own CGI because they every time they show the character, he's it. in the dark or in the background. You can never like pinpoint the details on anything about him so it's like why bother going cgi if you're just going to hide all your work in the dark if you're going to do that then make a physical actual costume and then hide it in the dark i didn't want to see every little detail i thought it was more why wouldn't you want to (laughs) because it's supposed to be a horror movie no. It's not. <laughs> no. You used that word cat and mouse earlier when talking about another movie or show in your intro. And this, the biggest problem with this is that it's not a cat and mouse thing. When it 100%, 110% should be. That's what the original stuff is. I have no problem with them changing the characters around. Okay. The only person, the only character that is anything near what the original character is like is L. Because he has the same mannerisms and the same way he talks, uh, even though it's a different racial. Obviously, all the original characters were Japanese, and in this one, he's a uh, black and of unknown origins. Um, but yeah, and it should be said that we need to, I guess, kind of go a little bit more into the specifics of the plot. So sorry, yeah, we should Light, get into yeah. that. <laughs> okay, yeah. So anyway, Light, yeah, go ahead. Light is played by um, Nat Wolf. Nat Wolf, and he's just kind of doing his thing. And the death note falls from the sky. He starts writing people's names in it. And he and this girl that he likes, played by Margaret Qualley from The Leftovers and The Nice Guys, they start hooking up and they start forming this persona. Of God. Um, Because Light wants to be revered as a god. And the best way he knows how to do that, given his new abilities, is to be a quote-unquote vigilante and kill people people that... Have done bad. Have done bad things. Yeah. Right. Kill kill horrible people. And they go by the name... What's the name again? Kira. 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 Which means light in uh, a couple different languages, but also means killer in Japanese, roughly. Yeah. And so they... Because they can control these people for two days before their death. So they have these people, like, write uh, the word... Uh, Kira in Japanese. Kira saves, Kira's God. Yeah, right. Or, yes, yeah. etc. Right. And uh, this detective, L, played by Lakeith Stainfield, is on the case. He's not really a detective. I mean, I guess he is. He's kind of. I don't know of. what else he would. He's, I wouldn't say he's a detective because he doesn't feel like he has any sort of, like, actual arresting power. But, uh, anyway, that's irrelevant. He's, he, he's like your own In the original one, he has other people to do it for him. He's just the brain behind the... Operation. The operation. Yeah. yeah. So he's played by uh, someone who I did a, I did think did a very good job. Lakeith, uh, Lakeith 
Stanfield. Lakeith. You obviously Lakeith weren't listening to him <laughs> pronounce I wasn't it giving, when you went. I wasn't giving listening to my own lecture. Um, <laughs> but I thought he did a pretty good job. It's it's an imitation job. It's all the mannerisms and all the way he speaks are down to the original character. No. And, yeah. I mean, they they attempted to get the exact... Well, that's what I mean. Like, it's a attempted. copycat version of it. Right, but there's it's nothing not new exact. to it. Yeah, there's you nothing... Said exact. Okay, well, anyway... Um, what I was getting at before is that all these characters, so it's supposed to be a cat and mouse game between Light, the killer, uh, versus L, L. the detective. Um, and I have no problem with them changing the characters around, racially, uh, putting it in America, uh, all that sort of thing. I have no problem with that. But the problem I have with is they don't capture the essence of the original story. So if Light had been completely different, not even a kid, make him a woman, make him not want to be the, a god or whatever, or, or, you know, or, or the biggest thing is like, like, uh, the chick Mia Sutton, uh, who's, Uh, Margaret Colley's character. Right. Whose original counterpart's name is Misa Misa. (laughs) And she is completely different. And I have no problem. Her wants and needs and things that she is about her characteristics are nowhere near the original character. And I 100% have no problem with that. But in doing so, you still need to keep the original theme of the story. And the theme is the cat and mouse, good versus evil, life versus death. This is not in this iteration of it at all. It may be tried, but it's a completely, I don't want to say the word whitewashed, but like watered down version of it. I felt like they had such little time to portray such this huge story. Very big story. So they cut through, like, you know, everyone, you know, dying in the story and why they're killing these specific people. And then they cut back on that cat and mouse game. The detective part of it. Yeah, because all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm going to kill this person. And it goes to, like, 30 of them. And then the next scene is, oh, I've narrowed it down to them being in Seattle. No, there's, like, a huge backstory behind on how they found Light's original location from the detective side. So I just felt like they just had, they they had their priorities set on the end, I think, which then lost all the middle guts to it. I think they had their priorities set on showing some cool death scenes. As opposed to. they were pretty cool. They were pretty cool death scenes. I'll give them that. Yeah. But, again, they miss all the... the they the, miss the reason why those they miss the meat. are there, yes. They miss the meat of the oh, story. Oh, yes. And it's just... This it's, movie has no nuance, no real substance of any kind, but any movie that within the first 30 minutes has the balls to do a sex and brutal death scene montage in 2017... It's a lot of fun. Like, literally, it's the two guys, like, they're hooking up, and in between the shots of them hooking up, they're writing down names, and people are getting brutally murdered in the streets. It's not art, but it is so much fun. Okay, but that's the problem. You right there just pinpointed the problem, because yes, should be art. Absolutely. This is not... I, I can see the great story in this. And it's very clear that this is a long story that has been shoved painfully into a hundred minute box. Yes. <laughs> but Adam Winger knows how to frame a shot and he knows how to make me have a good time. He knows how to frame a shot and yet 
keep the coolest part in his entire thing, the Shinigami monster hidden in the background? Yeah, very it's well framed. Cool. It's cool. It's cool. Shut up. <laughs> so, a quick question. And Have you the, seen the original or know anything about the or original Or even stuff? read it? Uh, here's what I knew about Death Note before I watched this movie. If you write a name in the Death Note, that person dies. Okay. <laughs> so, that's it. Well, that's, I knew that's, nothing. That's rule number one. <laughs> yes, I knew. And there's, what, like 80 rules? Like, there's but here's way the more than that. I did... I have no attachment to the manga, nor the anime, nor the original Japanese film. But you have an attachment to good story and writing. I do have an attachment to good story and writing. And this I also happen. have an attachment to watching fun, ridiculous things happen in such a way. Like, I don't know what it is with Adam Wingard, but... What else has he between, done? Between... He, he made Your Next, okay, The good. Guest, and that Blair Witch movie that came out recently, Ooh. which I never saw. Hmm. So he's got some but, hit and misses there. Okay. Yeah, and your next and the guest, they they're both better than Death Note, obviously, but they work because of this kind of a weird sense of joy, where it's just like, you know what? We I don't want to make something really important. I just want to give you guys something entertaining to watch. That's not what this is, though. You're being way exactly. too passive about this. Exactly. Maybe uh, was he the right person to tell the story? Absolutely not. He should not have been the one to make it. They should have made this a ten-part miniseries, if not much longer. And they should have given all the characters more time. They should have given everything more time if they wanted to do the source material right. I can see that through the movie. They did not want to do the source material right. They wanted to give you something dumb and. Very entertaining. And they did that. <laughs> so, do you think other people out there who didn't know anything, like at least you had the first rule down on how to use a yeah. death note, <laughs> people out there, how do you think they felt because it didn't give that story or explanation I, or anything? I think the movie does a disservice because it, is going to tarnish a lot of people from checking out the original story, which I do still want to check out, because I've heard so many great things, and after seeing so many people get so angry (laughs) about this movie, I kind of want to know what all the fuss is about. But there are going to be a lot of people who say, oh, Death Note? Yeah, I saw that movie. That was terrible. Or just, it was just nothing special. So I think it does a disservice. But I cannot deny that if someone walked into this knowing nothing... They would have a good time. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I I, thought it was super cool because they tried to bring, like, the whole teen angst thing with it. So I get that. Like, for people yes. like TJ, who loves teen angst, yeah. like, I get it's that. so angsty. But at the same time, too, he didn't come off, like, there was just... Uh, it was just Ting Inks. It was just normal Ting Inks. There was nothing important there, like, at all. It's like, oh, you get this very powerful book that you want to be held as God once you get that. But this teenager would rather go to his prom and have a five-second, like, no, it was like a 15-minute fight about being God and killing people, and then you don't do nothing important. Like, if you were actual God, you would, like, take a stand and be 
godlike. Be godly and not just be like, yes. oh, hey, I'm going to be here dancing and there's people chasing me right now, but I'm a teen. I'm at my prom and guess what? I'm going to cry and say goodbye. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm not with you there just because even in the original, uh, the whole like when he knows he's under investigation and, yeah, and he yet he still normal, acts though. like he acts. Exactly. He tries to act normal. If you were in investigation, he's trying to act normal. He goes to his prom because that's what teens do. Yeah, but <laughs> Leslie's so mad at me right now for totally proving her wrong. <laughs> okay, then I'm just I'm just gonna talk while Leslie um, composes herself, murders TJ, and then back to it. Um, I need my own goddamn notebook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first two names: TJ, David. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. TJ is an iteration, just like L is. You I don't know even know cool. my name, motherfucker. Oh my god, I hate you too. Right I now. think she would know. I'm not it. All right. Um, Seriously. Yeah, I think I think by that point, there's probably a certificate somewhere with your name on it. Just because we're roommates and have the signed a lease together doesn't mean you know my real name. I think you have to. I don't... You can't... And the teen angst is bad. It's real bad. It's cheesy. It's dumb. And I don't... Okay, I, I, I do want to make something very clear. I walked in expecting to hate this movie. Why? Because I had heard smart. nothing but yeah. horrible things. I heard nothing but terrible things. I wanted to like it because I like Adam Wingard, but I expected to be severely disappointed. And it just kept doing things that were so perfectly tuned to what I find enjoyable. Like, the super cheesy teen angst, gruesome death scenes, (laughs) like, kind of overwrought dialogue, and, like, a cool visual styling. It's not good. It is not a good movie. I had a blast watching it. <laughs> and I need to make that very clear that I know the difference between those two things. I know that this is a disservice. I know that this is probably a crime <laughs> to those who legitimately love the original property. But my God, this movie is fun. Okay, what's fun about it then? Yeah, like, I'm trying to think back of like what scenes were fun. Pretty much in the morning, so, or in the beginning of it. There's, was... like, a couple of good death scenes, but the the very last death scene, not death scene, the, the, the climax is really stupid. Yeah. Yes, it's the best kind of stupid. No, it's not. It's, it's, it doesn't so, even make, like... People, like, it's people falling in the air in horrible slow motion with a love song going over it. It's the kind of stupid we haven't seen since the mid-90s. And... Maybe I was just in the right frame of mind watching it, but I was just eating up the nonsense. I mean, we were laughing our asses off on, like, you know... But that's not a good thing. Yeah, we were laughing because it was so horribly stupid. So so you're basically saying you had fun because it was... Stupid? Stupid? Like, half of it, I had fun that are fun, but, like... This is not supposed to be this stupid is, and fun. Yeah, this is supposed to be a this thriller. Is, this is not Zombieverse. Come on. Like, Zombieverse. Well, Zombieverse is just not fun and terrible. Oh my, oh my god. god. Fuck you. Zombieverse. You shut your whore fucking bitch mouth about Zombieverse. That is a goddamn masterpiece. Zombieverse is horrendous. Bad CGI. Terrible acting. It doesn't have a sense <laughs> of fun in its body. It's supposed to be. It's a bad B movie. It's a. It's. It's like... 
Tucker and Dale versus Evil are fucking no. like, like Damian, No, Tucker and Dale versus Evil was, was a wonderful movie. It's supposed to be bad. This is not supposed to be bad. This is them like trying, and, trying and, yes. and being bad and, accidentally. And that's the thing. You cannot make a bad movie on purpose. That's why Zombievers fails. Bullshit. Because they were trying to make... No, you cannot make you a bad make movie on purpose because it doesn't on work. Mo- I you cannot make I, a movie where the yeah. intention is to be a bad movie. I'm so mad at you right now. <laughs> there, you're right. I'm with you in the fact that there are... Mo- nine times out of ten, when you try to make a bad movie on purpose, th- it, it doesn't work. Most of the ten time. Ten out of ten times. No, nine out of ten. It's never worked. there are the reason- Things like... Like Zombievers, or um, uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, or um, Tucker and Dale versus Evil is a good movie because it's making fun of bad movie tropes. It's a bad movie yes. on purpose. No, it's not a bad movie. Oh, it's a movie making God, fun I of bad. Were, I wish we weren't doing this over Skype. I would physically hurt you. <laughs> it's a well-crafted critique of the genre with good acting and funny so moments. Tucker and Dale versus Evil is a very good movie. No, it isn't. My point is. The reason why I like something like Death Note's cheesiness and I don't like something like Zombiever's cheesiness is because Death Note is accidentally, and like, they're, like, I like legitimately like half of this movie. So why are you praising something that... And I think the other half is the best kind of cheesy bad. You know what? And Anytime I had a great time watching it. you tell me you don't like a movie, I'm gonna tell them, well, they were accidentally bad, so it must be good. <laughs> Okja? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Both of you. No, no, but for real. My like, arguments are like that. What's a bad movie that you've you've gone off on me before? Like uh, Passengers, or even that stupid um, Captain Sully movie. You're like, God, I Sully? hate those movies. They're so bad. Well, you know what? They were accidentally bad. So get the fuck over it. Accidentally bad is not an excuse, Davy. It's not. I'm saying, uh, no, that's not an excuse. You're right, and I should have phrased that better. <laughs> My point is. I was enjoying the kind of bad that it was. It's almost like a Nicholas Whining Refn movie. It's something about the kind of earnest stupid that is so addictively entertaining. I I can't I can't I'm 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 I can't see you on this one, man. I want to be the middleman, and I was planning on being the middleman between you and Leslie because I don't hate it. Uh, I'll I'll say that I don't hate it. Um, but I certainly don't like it, and your your de- de- defending it is just not sitting well with me. It's just it doesn't it. I just don't see what you're saying. I'm sorry. I mean that's fine. That's <laughs> the whole point of doing anything is disagreement and conflict. Like I love this shit. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm gonna try and be middleman here because. Okay, so <laughs> I can't now. You ruined it. It's it's not. It's just not very good. The problem is, I'm trying to look at it at its own right, and on its own right, you're right, Davy. It is silly and kind of kind of a um, a popcorn movie and kind of like a sit down and laugh with your friends. So from that aspect of it, it's okay. It's again, I'm sorry, but it's not as good as something like Zombievers, where it really does sell the badness of it in a fun, heartwarming you're in it kind of way. This is just kind of like, oh, <laughs> that wasn't a very good scene. Well, maybe the next one will make me laugh. Okay, that one did. Okay, cool. I'm with it. Oh, it lost its way again. Um, and part of it is, again, what you both said, it's short. It is way too short. The fact is, it should be a 10-part miniseries, and if it's not going to be, it should at least be a two, two-and-a-half-hour movie. At least. Yeah. 
because the story is so long. And what I mean by long is I just mean the characters and their motivations. Like, 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 like again, going back to the difference between Mia Sutton and the original character Misa Misa, she, her wants and needs make so much more sense in the original context. Mm-hmm. Here, she's kind of a whore bitch who stumbles upon, who, like, like has nothing to do with the story until she tries to take over when she herself... Like, she has a boyfriend, right, in the beginning? They establish that? Yeah. And then she totally just fucks off, and you forget that that was ever a plot point. Because she's so easy and such a whore that she immediately gets drawn into this story with light, and that's only the first ten minutes. Like, it should... Like, the original character, I'm going to spoil it a little bit, she becomes a fan of Kira from afar. She doesn't know who Light is. She becomes obsessed with his 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 beliefs and his godlike status. And will do anything. And will do anything to be with him because she loves the god, not the man. And here, he very easily makes her fall in love with him. With little or no... Tr- with, I mean, yeah, he's got a death he note. He just says, I have a book. Yeah, and then but all like, of a sudden she's like, panty dropping. So Yeah, like <laughs> there's no build-up to her wanting to be with him. And then from there, there's no build-up to her wanting to screw him over. And, and again, so her character is so much different than the original. And then, and, and she kind of becomes like a side villain in this, sort of, because there's a yeah. while where they're not working together. But it came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. And then the most the most hard, disheartening thing is the character of Ryuk, sorry, Ryuk, whatever. He is supposed to be impartial because he is a death god. The whole reason he gives Light the death note is so that he can see and enjoy how a human character fucks it up. That's the point. He's kind of like a like the fate that who gets only enjoyment is just to see chaos, right? But he sort of becoming the villain is not right to the story. It doesn't make any sense why he would do that because he's supposed to be impartial. So him being the bad guy, becoming the monster that he actually looks like does not fit. Davy? Uh, Leslie? Again, I've never watched any of the original. I've never read a single page of the original. So I don't have that connection. I don't have the better version of this in my head. Okay, but I think that's a big part. Okay, from looking, so looking at it from a singularity point of view, he's a death god. So he's, do you agree as a death god, as a god, you're supposed to be impartial? That's kind of like that old um, religious um, story about how the earth was created so that God and the devil can just see what happens and see who wins and not not interfere, right? Yes. So that's what he's supposed to be here because he's a death god. He gives them the power and watches whether they create life or death. There's even like a huge, there's an episode, like ongoing episodes in the actual uh, anime about how, well, he can't do anything, but he could assist with coming up with a plan and helping certain things work out. So, for instance, like, uh, the Death Note is in Light's hands, but it needs to go to somebody else in order for it to become believable to the police. Blah, blah, blah. So, like, the Shigenami kind of gives them that idea on how to do it. But aside from that, he can't physically do anything. If that makes sense. I'm just rambling. Yes, but that was nothing that was... I mean, that wasn't established in the movie. In nothing really was established in the movie. Like it doesn't yes, even show. And you, 
but you can't even be mad at a movie. How the Shiginami came to be like came to be like all of a sudden he just pops up. Yes, he pops yeah. up, but he has to explain like why he pops up, even though there's no obligation for the Shinigami to explain. This what's is going supposed on. to be a lore, but what? Excuse me. This is supposed to be a lore, and instead it's a tiny paint by numbers, tiny inkling story of something that should be bigger. Yes, you were right. But the movie cannot be faulted for breaking rules that it doesn't set up. It, can it be faulted for not setting up those rules in the first place? Absolutely. But you can't fault the movie for breaking rules that it doesn't set up in the first place. The human who touches the Death Note can recognize the image and voice of its original owner, a goth uh, or a god of death, even if the human is not the owner of the note. And Mia does not I'm recognize. Such a fucking nerd. <laughs> She's over here clutching the book. <laughs> That's creepy as shit. It is fucking creepy. I'm finding the rules. They're buried within the manga. Come I would on. like to make another statement about her, that she was the character Ryuk for Halloween. Yes. Uh, that is hilarious <laughs> and also terrifying. It was pretty fun. Um, I don't know. I guess I'll go into final thoughts and let Leslie go last. Um, it's... It, for what it is, a short version of it, it's, I kind of want to compare it to The Last Airbender. Um, no. I do. Because, I, I, for example, I never saw the original cartoon when I had seen the live action version of it. And yet, I was still able to recognize that it's not very good. It feels like it should be bigger. Like, I should care more. But it doesn't take the time to make me care more. I mean, uh, honestly, like, I don't see the, 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 the producer's decision of cutting this down to an, hour, to an hour and 30 minutes. There's no reason for it to be that short. It needs to set up and be a thriller because it sells itself as a thriller. It needs to be a cat and mouse game between light and L, but not even a, but instead this is like a, a bunch of children playing with a toy they don't understand because Mia turns into sort of a bad guy. The Shinigami turns into sort of a bad guy. L is like, while his mannerisms and stuff are correct, he's not threatening. I don't feel like I don't feel like he's ever going to catch light in a way that makes sense anyway. Just because he 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 shows up kind of late to the movie. I don't mean too late, but like maybe half an hour in, and then within the first ten minutes, light is Kira. Light is based like, on he what? Has, like, a like how file. did you how did you figure that out? If you're supposed to be this amazing detective, I'm not going to just give you a pass because you suddenly know the answer to the to the crime. You still need to show me. That's why we love cat and mouse games because we love watching them circle the drain of each other and almost get it. Here, it just jumps into it and never sells it. It never sells it in a way that is worth a shit. And that's why I give this three out of ten. Bad CGI Shinigamis that should be way more cool looking than what they gave me. Baby. Um. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Uh, debate me, bitch. I, I'm okay. I, I will debate you on this one point. It's not the Last Airbender. The Last Airbender takes good actors and what used to be and is kind of now. So these again, are bad actors. Director. So these are bad actors. No. Sorry. 
I'm not done. My point is not that you can have to debate me until my point is done. I let you finish. You <laughs> Last Airbender took good actors. <laughs> you should have been director, like, all right, I'm finished. <laughs> and turned them. So <laughs> Last Airbender took good actors and a good director and turned them into horrendous, boring. The Last Airbender is a boring movie. And that's what makes it so bad. Everything is delivered so woodenly that there's nothing to even latch on to as entertaining. Death Note also takes good actors and a good director and makes a mediocre movie that is never boring. And that is the main difference between this and every other adaptation like this. Because this is not boring. The Ghost in the Shell movie was boring as shit. The... Last Airbender movie was boring as shit. You go through these movies and they're so dull because they're trying to make this action spectacle and also focus on, you know, the reason these stories exist, stuff like the philosophy, but they butcher it. They butcher it so horribly. So in a way, I think that this movie did a really smart thing saying, we don't have the time because of the constraints we have put ourselves into to tell the grandness of this story. Then don't We're tell just it. Gonna Sorry. F- yes. You're right. But if they're gonna tell it, I'd rather they tell it like this. If the ghost if the new Ghost in the Shell movie was like this, would it still be a dumb movie? Yes, it would still be a dumb movie. But it would actually be entertaining and it wouldn't make me groan when I think about it. This movie is not a great movie. Most of the time it's not even a good movie. But it's fast paced. It's acted with gusto, it's directed well, and it's fun. I give Death Note 6 out of 10, 6.5 out of 10 times that if this podcast weren't popular, the internet would crucify me. <laughs> Leslie? Yes. <laughs> She's like, I'm sorry, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> so, I just want to throw this little section out there just because... I want she's a nerd because I'm a nerd and I know TJ was ranting about it but this is part of the rules and it says gods of death the original owners of the death note do not do in principle anything which will help or prevent the deaths in the note and <laughs> so there's that so back to how TJ was saying they're supposed to be impartial they're supposed to be impartial they're not going to do anything I just the story man I, uh, the director shouldn't have took on this project if he didn't know the actual story. Obviously, he had to because he filmed parts and bits and tied it into this Teen Inks movie. <laughs> but if you were a true fan, you wouldn't do this to people who are true fans. If it you, doesn't respect it, the source material. Exactly. If you were going to take on a... a a title like Death Note, then fucking do it right, man. Don't do this to people like me that are clutching my Death Note right now in hopes that this movie somehow magically gets better by me writing his name in and right before he dies, he corrects everything. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I That I last can't. ten minutes didn't make any... This is mine! Stuff. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm backing you up! <laughs> I, I, I wanted to see more characters in there, and I, I'm kind of sad because I really wanted Nat Wolf to to 
explode after this. I really wanted him to. I liked him in uh, Paper Towns. Paper Towns? Yeah, Paper Towns. I and really liked him. He was also in that other movie you made me watch. Something about. Oh, The Fault in the Stars. In love. And The Fault in the Stars. No, you never saw Fault in the Oh, yeah, he was in Stuck in Love. I like movie. You saw Fault in the Stars? Yeah. I feel bad for you, bro. Stuck in Love. You made me watch uh, that. Fault in the Stars was a beautiful movie, and it made me cry, <laughs> and you can shut up. And I, I just had so much hope for him. I really did, and I feel like after this, it did nothing for him. Like, I felt like he was, he had so much potential, but he completely lost all respect after doing this to me, I, I which really sucks. And he looked good with bleach blonde hair, I thought. Um, (laughs) But I just, as a whole, as a story, I just, I think I just had too high of expectations for it. I wanted an actual story. I want someone to actually give a fuck about it and do it right. Especially with that name brand title, Death Note. There's so much story between why the Shinigami has two Death Notes and... It doesn't even show that in there. There's a huge thing between, like, the dad and the son. Like, you know, it doesn't even show that L is even this genius. Or, I'm sorry, Light is this genius. It doesn't show that. It shows it in the first, like, two minutes of him doing people's homework. And that's it. But the whole reasoning behind the, the book is because Light is this huge genius. He's getting bored with life. And that's what the Shinigami is doing. That's what Rook, he's like, well, I'm bored with the Shinigami world. And that's why he drops the book down. It doesn't show any of that connection. It doesn't show the connection with the apples. God damn it. I know that's such a little thing, but the apples. Like, oh, it's annoying. Little things like that. I could go on and on, but this will take forever. And pretty much TJ took my side. And I know that doesn't help for our podcast, but whatever. I I had to take her side because she beats me. I'm I'm just putting that out there. If no, I didn't agree, no. she would hit me. Beep. Uh, <laughs> I have to give this, though, the only reason why I am choosing this number is because of the death scenes are very well shot. Um, and I guess the partial that I really had so much hope for net worth. Um, I'm going to give it 1.5 out of 10 apples that Rook really eats in the movie versus the book. (laughs) Okay. So this movie is only a half a point less than Okja. I'm honestly surprised. I thought you were going to give it a zero. I thought you were going to give it a zero, too. Zero was... What was that other thing that we watched that was complete shit? You're going to have to narrow it down at this point. I don't know. Yeah, we watched a lot of garbage. I thought it was like, I don't know, I don't remember what we watched that I gave a zero. No, this, like I said, I just, I think I'm just being too nice about it. I really am, but the only thing that's keeping it up there is because of the death scene, especially the scene where the agents fall off of the roof. Like, that was the only scene. Fun part. Yeah, that was the only fun part to me. Well, I mean, I don't really feel the need to get into spoilers, but I do just want to say something real quick about whitewashing, because I generally have an opinion about it. I think people that cry whitewashing really need, are are really just looking for things to complain about. And even though I gave this a bad movie, I have no problem with them making all the characters, even though not all of them are white, but American. Um, What I do have a problem with is when you take... 
there was one take the Asian. lore and the theme and the ultimate point of the story and that and make that American because like I said that you know life versus death theme is not here and the act of becoming a, a god and acting godlike is not here so you know I feel like for in general you know Ghost in the Shell these kind of things where people cry cry white washing don't really have an argument unless they're actually just talking about the you know, the meat of the story as opposed to the characters, because, I don't, you know, again, I could care less about how many of these characters didn't act like their original counterparts, except for Mia. Like, I, Light wasn't anything like his original character. His dad wasn't like anything like his original character. Uh, the mom is not even in this at all, even though she is in the original. But, or the sister. Or the sister, right. But I kind of am sad that they didn't make Mia the original character, because she like Misa is, Misa is fucking hot. <laughs> she is like the, she's like such a great part in the actual um, anime and manga. Like she kind of adds kookiness to the story, and I just it's perfect. Yeah, she's the only silly part in the original, which yeah. is why it kind of works. But anyway, that was our review. Um, or yeah, no. I don't know if you want to call it a review as much as it was just an argument because a debate. A debate. Yeah. A, debates are fancy. Arguments are cruel. This was a debate. I call it an argument because you made me mad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thank you all for joining us. We will be back next week. I don't know what we're reviewing. I wrote it down somewhere, but we will be uh, back we, next week. At least two out of three of us will be back. I might be dead. Why? Uh, they might have put out a hit on me. <laughs> Well, then you shouldn't have pissed me off. <laughs> 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 All right, y'all. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll. Oh, uh, you can find me on Twitter, TJ Calls Bullshit, and Facebook, Mr. Hooker Seven Eleven. Leslie, I wanted to ask you a question. Would you be willing to create a Facebook for the show? Yeah, sure. Okay, we'll work on that. Uh, because she's always on Facebook and shit like that all the time, so maybe I can put her to some good use and actually give you all a way to reach us. That way, if you ever have a streaming thing you want us to watch, uh, you can just Facebook us and not feel like you're being a creeper by adding us personally. You can just Facebook the show. Leslie. Hi. Yes, you can find me on Instagram. Look so pretty. L-O-O-K-S-O-P-R-E-T-T-Y. Cool. Davey. You can find me on Twitter at Davy Peppers. You can find me on Instagram at the Davy Peppers. And as always, you can find more works by us on oneofus.net, which you should definitely visit and subscribe. And subscribe. And, if, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Oh, sure, definitely. As well. That's very true. Most of the audio content is videoized and put on YouTube for your viewing pleasure. And if you can't yep. find Davy in any one of those places that you mentioned, uh, check his nearest uh, morgue, because he'll probably be there. Uh, yeah, check, check any any morgues around the uh, Illinois area, <laughs> or just hospitals if they miss. Um, if you want to get in touch with me, just search for um, gunshot victims, burn victims, <laughs> acid attacks, or I don't know what the hell these people are going to put on me. I might sucker punch your ass and just put you in a in a in a mental <laughs> hospital and give you a lobotomy. <laughs> Uh, sucker punch round two. So, um, no problem is I'm not as pretty as them. Yeah, knockout. No, you're not pretty as them. Nope. <laughs> All right, yeah. thanks for joining us. Bye. See you Thank you. Bye. Oneofus.net has been your one-stop shop for all things geek for years. But there's a side to them many of you have never heard. The subscription side. 
subscribe, and listen to great podcasts like The Breakfast Pub, The Original Gentleman, and the Watch a Movie With Us series. Head on over to oneofus.net and don't forget your towel.